This is not a podcast episode, but it's good, just like the podcast is good. This is a conversation that I had with Dr. Sunjata for an introductory dialogue around HFL, the webinar, How to Focus on Learning, that webinar that he and I have developed to offer something that people who are already immersed in SDE can hand off to the folks in their tribe, in their circle, in their village, who want to help them support the self-directed child, but have a ton of questions about self-directed education. This is that resource that you can hand off and be like, here, hmm, study this, take this, stop asking me questions, stop grilling my kid about damn math or reading or what about college or whatever in the most loving way possible. (laughs) All right. So this is how you hand off the information to them and put the responsibility on them to do the research the same way you did it in a way that we hope will help them to understand why you have made that choice or your child made that choice and how they can support instead of trouble the self-directed child. And of course, if you're feeling it, two things, register, and I will create a show notes page, even though it's not a podcast episode, it'll be um, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash HFL, like how to focus on learning. You can get the link there to register, the link for more details, and also an opportunity to share this dialogue with folks who you know need to be hearing it. And maybe that person who needs to be hearing it is you. All right. Enjoy. Peace and love. We're going to spend about 30 minutes together. And I want to start off by introducing my co-host and co-facilitator for the upcoming webinar, Dr. Sunjata, a friend of mine and a colleague and co-warrior in this movement towards raising free people. Dr. Sunjiata is an educator and a social innovator. He is also the co-founder of Grow, which is a self-directed education learning community. He is the host of the Race Haven podcast, which models solutions-focused dialogue about race relations in America. And he's also the creator of a video series called Indivisible. Super dope stuff. Indivisible explores the origins, it finds the systemic flaws, and provides examples of sustainable solutions to problems found in our current social, political, and economic systems. Y'all see why we had to do some work together. So I'm super excited to be talking with Dr. Sunjiata. He is all about systems thinking, which is a way of solving complex problems through seeing and honoring the interconnectedness of the dynamic natural systems that comprise our world. And that's really a part of the conversation we're going to be talking about today. So thank you so much for your time and energy, Dr. Sunjiata. Thank you. Thank you for co-creating and co-facilitating this webinar with me, Akila. S. Richards, and I'm excited to have an opportunity to tell uh, the listeners a little bit more about you. Akila is an unschooling podcaster, writer, and founding board member of the Alliance for Self-Directed Education. She really holds it down for people of color and being a voice for those of us who aren't necessarily at the forefront in these various spaces and bringing our stories and our realities to these spaces and this much-needed work. Her work 
both challenges and encourages social justice minded people to explore privilege and power in their relationships with children. In her own family, Akila, her partner, and their two daughters use unschooling as a tool for decolonizing education and liberating themselves from oppressive, exclusive systems. You can find her conversations and commentary the same way I found her, which is at Fair of the Free Child podcast, where Akila supports, connects, and highlights people of color designing their own liberation through self-directed education and love-centered community building. I love yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, that's one of the many things that Dr. Sunjata and I have in common is this love fest, right? Like our work is so deeply rooted in love as we define it and explore it and expound upon it. And this webinar is really no exception to that rule. Because essentially what we're doing with this webinar, with this whole concept of how to focus on learning, or you'll hear us say HFL, the webinar, what we're doing here is a webinar that's really for the self-directed young person. We really want the adults in their lives to get so busy learning more about self-directed education that they can start worrying less about what might happen if a child isn't forced to follow a particular curriculum. And really more than that, what Sunjata and I want parents and caregivers who already believe in this to have is a resource, right? This resource, this webinar that they can either gift it to members of their family and supporting village, or those members can find it in other ways and really start to go through the rationale, the benefits, the urgency, the solutions inside of a life that gives a child a room to own their educational journey. So this is about really helping young people to understand themselves as lifelong learners and not merely temporary students who need to impress people inside the systems, which <laughs> is just crazy because those systems are decided upon by people who are not really focused on humanity, human growth and development in the ways that we are and love in the way that we are. So we really want this to be a space where you can start to explore some of the tools and developmental tools in particular that young people will need in order to navigate life and living with confidence and with a real knowledge of their personal truths and their place in the world. Yes. So over the next 20 minutes or so, Akila and I are going to touch on the major brushstrokes of how to focus on learning or what we're calling for short, HFL, the webinar. When you're done listening to this, you'll know what we'll cover in the webinar. You'll know what types of questions we answer and what types of questions you might bring to the webinar. And you'll know that it is one resource you can use to start de-schooling your own mindset about learning and about how to support learners as you yourself begin to better understand how learning happens and how we can literally change the world by liberating our youngest citizens from coercive educational models. Yes, 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 yes. So HFL, the webinar is focused on 10 key terms, and we're not going to be able to go over them in detail. But those key terms are really going to put you on that path for discovery and de-schooling around how to support a self-directed learner. And you're going to hear terms that maybe you haven't heard before, or you've heard them but don't really understand what they mean, terms like de-schooling. And we're going to touch on those in here for sure. Of course, we won't have time to go into all of the 10 terms in detail, but we'll touch on them and you'll at least hear them and have a frame of reference that you can start doing a little exploration on your own in between now and when the webinar starts. 
We'll start with what we think is the most obvious starting point for who we want to help with this webinar. And since we're focused on the person who did not choose self-directed education, the starting point is why. Why take a child out of school to do this thing called self-directed education? <laughs> yeah, and that's a question that I get quite a lot, quite a lot. And the obvious follow-up question to that is, what exactly is self-directed education? And we're certainly going to address that in detail, too. Again, this is just an overview. So if you're already feeling this idea and know you need it, sign up for the webinar so that we can dive deeper. And during the last few minutes of this conversation, we'll definitely give you a bit of logistics, like how the webinar is structured, how you access it, how long you have access to it, all that good stuff, because we want you to be clear on what you're getting when you sign up. So let's start with that first question. Why remove a child from school? I'll start. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a loaded question because there's so many answers. <laughs> yeah. um, but ultimately, I would say that the reason why you would take your child out of school is if you value things like freedom, if you value things like happiness, if you value a concept called self-actualization, I think that that is the reason why, you know, you would make the choice to take your child out of school because every day when they step foot in that school, they step foot in that school with all these dreams and all these visions and these questions rolling around in their minds. And they're told to not asked, told to put those things to the side and be force fed information that doesn't necessarily fall in line with who they see themselves as humans being at this, at whatever stage they are in their life. Yes. And for me, that is the total opposite of freedom. That is the total opposite of happiness and the total opposite of self-actualization. I definitely co-sign on that 100%, Sunjata. I think that a lot of folks who are listening to this, even if you didn't choose self-directed education, you might have a little bit of insight as to some of the issues, some of the problems that that specific child in your life was facing. Of course, we have the things we talk about all the time. We hear it all the time, bullying and how conventional education tends to focus on a particular personality type, not even a particular learning style, but a particular personality type, somebody who is outgoing, somebody who is comfortable talking to other people, someone who is competition-minded. If you don't start out that way throughout the school system, you end up becoming that way or learning that way, competing, standing out, shining, impressing people, all of these things that for a lot of us, we barely survive that in school. Those are some of the things that we feel like instead of trying to figure out how to make schooling better, those of us who choose self-directed education say, let's focus on the learner. Let's focus on that young person and see what are some of the ways that learning is already happening for them. And what are some of the things that we can do to orient them towards the, the type of world that we want to be part of creating one where people do know how to collaborate as opposed to standing out as an individual, one where we know how to self-organize. We know how to identify problems that are happening in our community and we're comfortable working together to solve these things. We're not looking for one leader. We're looking for solutions and we're not afraid to make mistakes. And a lot of those things are really countered and oppressed inside of the school system. So people take their children out for an opportunity to actually understand how to navigate the world and themselves within it. Absolutely. And I find that, you know, the reason why initially for a lot of people, it, it varies for some people is just because their child is showing up in a way that it just doesn't vibe. Their child just has a certain resilience about them 
where they just refuse to conform <laughs> you know, to, that, to the to the current you know coercive standardized authoritarian conventional um, educational systems they force their parents to to look for alternatives and then there's some people who make the choice because they are fully aware of the things that you just mentioned Akila in terms of how it doesn't align with the things that when we talk about what our world needs what our families need let's start there what our families need yes. and what our communities need they realize that schools are literally preparing children to do the exact opposite and they realize that the reason why we aren't seeing the cohesiveness within our families the cohesiveness within our communities is because we send our children off for six to eight hours a day to be in environments where they're taught and trained to do the exact opposite. Yes, thank you for that. And, and you know, one of the things that Sunjata really supports people in understanding is dialogue over debate. And I bring that up now because when you talk about, you know, first you started talking about schools, but then you went to families. And I love that you did that because these tools, the things we're going to talk about in the webinar, these terms and the things that come from them, like dialogue over debate, these are things that you can use in any setting. It's a thing that you can use in your own mind. It's a thing you can use with one person. It's something you can use in a small community setting. You're trying to solve a problem together at home, or you're trying to solve a problem in a larger setting, like at work or at a school that you choose or things of that nature. And I wanted to touch a little bit, Sanjata, on dialogue over debate, because I know my oldest daughter, Marley, um, Sanjata and I got a chance to work together to do a training this summer in Charlotte, and he taught us about dialogue over debate. And it's something that Marley, who's 14, still to this day, talking about the benefits of that for her. So many things are oriented towards debate. You're right. I'm wrong. Let me prove it, which is a very schoolish mindset, as opposed to now when we talk about a learning centered mindset, it's more about dialogue. Can we touch on that? Sure. You know, and it's something I'm very passionate about. And it's something that is just intrinsically woven into the self-directed education spaces that we operate in and that we are, we help co-facilitate, co-create and support through community culture meetings where, you know, we communicate in a way that does no harm. You know, we communicate in a way that is not about someone having power over someone and just being, well, I'm the adult, so my voice matters more, or I'm the teacher, or I'm the oldest, you know, I'm in the fifth grade and you're only in the second, mm -hmm. so my, vo my voice matters more, or I have a certain title or a certain amount of degrees. I mean, there's just so many ways in our society about how we use power over to win uh, debates, because debates are all based around winning. And again, that is totally opposite of creating, you know, culture that is like a healthy culture that lifts people up, that makes everyone feel like they're of value. Yes. And, you know, when you're dialoguing, dialogue is a framework, it's a language for being able to communicate in a way that does that naturally while still getting to solutions and <laughs> while everyone can feel good about the solutions that we arrived at. It is solutions oriented as opposed to being right oriented or shining oriented or all of these other things. So really what we're talking about, and you touched on it, you said the term, Sinjata, community. We're talking about yes. ways to create community culture. So with the different ways that people build community are very much oftentimes rooted in conflict resolution processes because we focus on the conflict and not the resolution of the conflict. And so these are some of the things that 
standardization, for example, which is another reason that people choose self-directed education. One of the ways that standardizing everything is damaging the way that, you know, public education and lots of other conventional education does. It standardizes things. It says that here is the, the general idea and you need to try to fit in this or stand above this or whatever. That doesn't work in relationships of any type, whether you talk about personal or professional. And it certainly doesn't work as you are growing into yourself and learning how to own yourself and be part of community. You can't standardize your way to the sort of world that we are looking to build. You can only standardize as a way of building upon what already exists. And we already know how great, quote unquote, (laughs) what already exists is, right? We know the problems that are inherent. So we have to orient ourselves in a different direction so we can start building solutions. And that's really what self-directed education allows for because it gives a young person the space to see these things, to see how they are debating and to see how that is damaging and to see how dialogue is more effective, to see how they can be in community with someone as opposed to competition. Absolutely. You know, the thing that comes to mind for me is trust. And it really forces us as adults to show up as our higher selves to, um, you know, really do the work on ourselves and trusting, you know, something that truly is natural. You know, everything about, you know, the natural world is it's it's amazingly designed. You know, it's you know, and it's it's something that is greater than all of us as as individuals, the magnificent way that we are designed to grow and develop. And one of the things that when you talk about standardization and this idea that the only way a child can learn is if someone's presenting information to them or someone is opening up their brain and pouring information in. It's a false premise. And, you know, the reality is we're born to learn. We're born to, you know, do that naturally. And as adults, if we learn to just be present with young people and just follow their lead and just be there to provide the resources or add a little bit of fertilizer to the things they're already naturally growing towards, if we can learn to be present and we can learn to kind of sit back and be in awe the same way that we do between ages zero and five or six, if we literally continue (laughs) to do that, we would see some amazing things. And for people like us who've been involved uh, in self-directed education spaces for a few years now, and people who we've read and, and we know other people who've grown up this way, we've been able to see the outcome. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of this work is the evolution of play. When Sanjata just talked about those first five years, the way that we celebrate and are in awe at the ways that we, as our first five-year self, how we play, how we explore, how we are just little scientists. Every new human is an amazing scientist, especially when we start to move around and explore things. And and this is, this is just like the evolution of that. This is the sophisticated version. Yes. And the questions they asked, I was so amazed at the questions my toddlers would ask, you know, my little four-year-old and five-year-old, like they have so many amazing questions rolling around in their minds. So imagine how much, how amazing those questions are at you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. if we just allow them to continue to ask those questions. Exactly. The questions become even more sophisticated and then people self-organize to create and define and refine answers to those questions. And there's this term, and we'll talk about this in detail for sure in the webinar called strewing, S-T-R-E-W-I-N-G. And it's one of my favorite terms because it speaks exactly to this. As your interests develop, Or in the case of someone observing you, you're the child, as your interests show up and people can see it, strewing is one of the ways that we support young people in their education. And this is one of the ways that it looks. 
So it's not about saying, oh, well, you know, we're all scientists, we're all learners. So whatever you need in life, you'll get to some kind of way. No, as the adults, you are absolutely involved. You are, as Sanjata said, following their lead. So if you have a child showing you an interest in a particular thing, then you're able to offer them resources. You're able to take them to places, put them in community with other people through phone calls even. We're alive in a time now where you can do video for just about anything. There are all of these ways that you can get deeply immersed in learning with children without being coercive about it. And those are some of the ways that we're going to talk about that have such a high impact that lead to community growth, because now somebody's creativity and their perspectives aren't stifled just because of their age. And then it leads us to understand, again, how play, just the art of being together and learning together for whatever we're interested in, becomes this means of doing things in the world and solving things in the world. And as you're saying this, Akila, I mean, you know, that is so wonderful and it makes sense. And I just, I just have this hunch that there's some people listening right now saying, you know, that's all well and good, but how does that apply to the real world? How can they get a job from playing? <laughs> how can they get into college if they grow up without structure? Mm-hmm. How can they get into college if they've never been graded or had any standardized testing? <laughs> so what do, you, what do you say to that, Akita? I love, you know, you already know that was like a setup, <laughs> right? Y'all, y'all saw that, right? You know that we answer this question all day, every day, and we love it. The first thing that we would do is to reframe the question. And when we say, what about college or what about these skills in the real world? We want to talk about like, what is happiness? What about happiness? What about structure that is emergent as opposed to structure that is forced? What about the ways that college can be really harmful financially for some people, emotionally for some people? And what are some of the things that might happen if someone understands how they learn? And then they choose college for themselves based on their love of learning and not their anxiety around living. We want to answer those questions with better questions, we think, <laughs> which, Absolutely. which, right? We're going to talk about some examples of how people who choose self-directed education end up in college. And we're also going to talk about how people with PhDs end up in self-directed education, right? Dr. Sinjata? Uh- <laughs> Absolutely, we are. You know, and I, I like how you frame that around just asking questions because, you know, we tend to kind of put our heads down and follow a certain script. You know, I'm hoping that this brief audio is kind of like there's some ahas going off in people's heads and maybe they're saying, you know, maybe my head has been down and maybe I have been following this script. But, you know, I often hear adults that are my age in their late 30s, early 40s and, and beyond that, that are now very reflective of life and they're now wondering if the path that I took was that the right path for me? And, yes. you know, am I, am I truly happy in my career? Am I truly happy with how things have unfolded? And, you know, unfortunately for, for a lot of us, because we never had a chance to think for ourselves, we never had a chance to self-direct that we have to start making these decisions and, and asking these questions at such a late age where we're <laughs> already so trapped. People say all the time, I wish I could just do work I love. And you know what I say to that? You know how you can ensure that someone does work they love? allow them to grow up doing work they love so day child can literally wake up every day and do what they love they'll never know anything different that's right and imagine the possibilities that can come from that yes. and if you can imagine the possibilities that can come from that i say welcome to self-directed education <laughs> that's a great stopping point for us and i think there are going to be some ahas here because we're going to reframe a lot of the language 
that you come to the webinar with, including and particularly the term structure. We're going to break that all the way down so that you can start to understand how structure happens as opposed to limiting your definition of structure to the idea of someone forcing you to do things in a certain time frame in a certain way. Because that's exactly how you get to like living your authentic self, which is what Sanjata was talking about with that self-reflection, those questions that come up. It's really about personal leadership and authenticity. And we're going to talk about the ways that self-directed education supports that and the ways that you can support that in young people. And also, spoiler alert, when you start doing that work, <laughs> it actually brings you very much to your own de-schooling process and your own self-direction as well. So that's one of the major byproducts of doing this sort of work. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I cannot wait to see how it unfolds. Yeah, same here, same here. So as we promised, we want to give you a little bit around the logistics of this webinar. So if you're going to be working with us on how to focus on learning or HFL, the webinar, you will have access to it. We launch in October, late October. And once it's open, you're going to get an email that's going to give you full access to the webinar. That webinar is going to be comprised of some video and audio around this work, around supporting the self-directed child, around these 10 core points. And so you'll have access to that. We're also going to have um, PDFs that you can download and things that you can download and listen to on the go. And once you access it, you will have permanent access, lifelong access to it. So you can go at your own pace completely. You can revisit things. You can work through things in detail. And you can also communicate with other people who are taking the webinar because each of the lessons in the webinar will have a discussion point right under it where people can comment and communicate with each other. Now, Sunjata and I will not be live in the webinar. It is a pre-recorded webinar, but we're completely open to the idea of doing a couple of live sessions, whether it's video or just audio with folks who take the webinar. So we're going to follow your lead on that one as we go through the Q&A, as we go through the experiences, as you go through the lectures in there. And um, let's see how we can keep the conversation going and flowing. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to your feedback and seeing how we can support you further as we do this work together. Thank you for your time and attention. Make sure that you click on the links associated with this to get the details and to become part of this learning space for how to focus on learning or HFL, the webinar. We appreciate you and we hope to learn more about your self-directed education journey soon. Love y'all. Peace.